Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, one of the great lights of the 20th century, who was a powerful intellectual force for the good, in service to the truth, and also for the relevance of Christianity in the modern world, was C.S. Lewis, Clive Staples Lewis. He was born in Ireland in 1898 and grew up in Ulster. Uh, his family used to vacation uh, in Donegal, just a short distance from where his home was. Uh, he became a fellow and a tutor at Magdalen College, and he served there from 1925 to 1958. He also was appointed in 1954 a professor of medieval and Renaissance literature at Cambridge. For many years, a lot of people aren't aware of this, he was an atheist, but converted to the Christian faith in 1929. He described his conversion as follows in a beautiful book which he wrote called Surprised by Joy, and I quote, In the Trinity term of 1929, I gave in and admitted that God was God, perhaps the most dejected and reluctant convert in all of England, end quote. He was an absolutely brilliant writer, a brilliant logician, and a Christian apologist as well. Among his best-known works, which I would strongly recommend, would be Miracles, uh, The Problem of Pain, which deals so beautifully with that great issue of when bad things happen to good people and the reality of evil in our world. I have the great grace of being able to teach that book every summer at our St. Columkill Institute in County Donegal in Ireland. He also wrote the Screwtape Letters, Mere Christianity, The Four Loves, and of course, the beloved Chronicles of Narnia, which have enchanted generations of readers. He also wrote, less well known, a space trilogy, which I read as a graduate student in Rome and really fell in love with, and highly recommend that as a great read as well. Lewis died on November 22, 1963, Interestingly enough, the exact same day that President John Kennedy died. Although he never entered the Catholic Church, Christopher Derrick, who I would speak on a number of occasions, one of his students remarked that in a letter that he wrote just three days prior to his death, he cryptically remarked, I believe that God has given me the grace to make the final step. End quote. Now we don't know what that step was. But what a gift he was to millions of people around the world. His writings, I know, led Lyman Stevens, who was the founder of Catholics United for the Faith, to embrace Catholicism. I love Lewis, always have. My wife, Kathy, actually reveres him as a saint. But the reason I bring him up is there is so much fear in our times that we're going through right now. So what I'd like to do is share with you a quote, a short piece that was written by Lewis entitled, On Living in an Atomic Age, when people were frightened by the reality of the atomic bomb. And I'd like to share that quote with you. Lewis writes, In one way we think a great deal too much about the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year. 
Or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat at night. Or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, and an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. It is perfectly ridiculous, he continues, to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, <laughs> let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, a microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. What the atomic bomb has really done is to remind us forcefully of the sort of world we're living in and which, during the prosperous period before, we were beginning to forget. And this reminder is, so far as it goes, a good thing. We have been waked from a pretty dream and now can begin to talk about realities. Lewis continues on, It is our business to live by our own law, not by fears, to follow in private or in public life the law of love and temperance, even when they seem to be suicidal, and not the law of competition and grab, even when they seem to be necessary to our own survival. For it is part of our spiritual law never to put survival first, not even the survival of our species. We must resolutely train ourselves to feel that the survival of man on this earth, much more of our own nation or culture or class, is not worth having unless it can be had by honorable and merciful means. Nothing is more likely to destroy a species or a nation than a determination to survive at all costs. Those who care for something else more than civilization are the only people by whom civilization is at all likely to be preserved. Those who want heaven most have served earth the best. Those who love man less than God do most for man. Let the bomb find you doing well. <laughs> Wise, powerful, and very insightful words indeed. May all of us be found doing well, doing what makes us human. In fidelity to the one who said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. May God bless you.